in life, people want to put you in boxes, as you said, lawyer, engineer, doctor. But sometimes you might have some characteristics, very strong traits that don't necessarily fall under a career. So I've always known from time I was I was the leader. I've always known that. Welcome to Ask the Pros, where I do my very best to unpack actionable, valuable insights and with the goal of helping you live your dream life. I sit down with top entrepreneurs, professionals, making a difference around the globe so they can tell their stories. In doing so, I aim to inspire and motivate other people that may be struggling or looking for a new spark around their personal life or career path. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Ask the Pros, you know, where we speak to professionals, entrepreneurs, they come on the show, they share their journey and their story, how they started, you know, in a way to motivate and inspire others. And on this particular episode, I've got Antonia Ali here, you know, she's here to share her journey, you know, and guys, trust me, we'll be inspired by her story because I, I spoke to her earlier on before the show and she has an amazing story, you know, and... You know, Antonia, on this show, you know, we always start from the beginning, which means, you know, telling us how the journey started for you. For you, how did it all start for you? Okay, well, first of all, Kaz, I just want to say thank you so much for this opportunity of having me on this platform, especially during this period of um, International Women's Day month, because we are taking the whole month. So I really (laughs) appreciate you for giving me this platform to express myself. I haven't really had an opportunity to actually tell my side of the story. A lot of times people see me and not really know my background or what has made me become the person I am today. So basically, so I think if anyone wants to know, this would be a good place to start, you know? Absolutely. (laughs) Okay. So um, I think for me, I would say upbringing, uh, I'm an only child. Uh, I was raised by my grandmother. My grandmother is a Danish citizen. She married a Nigerian who was a soldier, and uh, he died in 97 as a brigadier general. He fought in the Biafra. He got shot, but obviously he wasn't killed. Um, so my upbringing was very much, you know, my grandma is a baby bloomer. So she was born right after the Second World War. So okay. my upbringing was already very different from the typical Nigerian upbringing. When I went to primary school, I already knew I was very different from my friends. Sometimes they'll call me weird because they thought I did weird things. Because being raised by a baby bloomer, there are certain things anyone that's out there knows, like, for example, wastage. She doesn't like wastage, and I've inherited that as well. She was very much a minimalistic person. Uh, they're not really... Um, the word is... Uh, they're not really uh, superficial or materialistic. They're very simple. So a lot of her, her, a lot of her upbringing really was instilled in me as a person. And it really made me stand out in my environment right from primary school. I knew that I was different. I knew my upbringing was different. And it became very problematic for me growing older, especially when I was a teenager, because already being a teenager is, is, is a problematic era. But um, I think when I was about 20, I realized, OK, you know what? Because I was in England at that time. And then I started understanding that I tend to be a bit more normal in that environment. So I kind of understood, okay, so I guess it's the Oyubo <laughs> upbringing that I had that made me, but then at the same time, it is, there are um, quite a few things that um, we'll say is Oyubo that I feel, you know, Nigeria needs to try and adapt. So I always said to myself, you know what, 
Nigeria cannot change me. I'm going to change Nigeria. I'm going to be here as crazy as it sounds. I'm going to be fighting everybody one by one till eventually, you know, the word gets around as, as to the right way to go about things. So my upbringing was very different, very, very different. And um, yeah, I've learned to embrace it. And to, I mean, life has brought about people that in Nigeria that, you know, embrace me the way I am and understand my background. But majority of the people still think I'm a little bit weird <laughs> because I'm not your typical I don't think like your typical Nigerian and stuff, but you know, yeah. yeah. So my upbringing was very different. That's what I'll say. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Go, going back to the point you made about, you know, being an only child, you know, cause likewise me as well, I'm an, I'm an only oh. child, you know? So <laughs> do, do people always say that, Oh, you're, you're a sport girl. You, you know, you, you, you get pampered too much, <laughs> you know, because in Nigeria, growing up in that environment, there's always this notion that, you know, if you're an only child, they just believe that, you know, you, you sport to the fullest, you know, were you that kind of child growing up? So, you know, this only child syndrome about being sports, <laughs> I will say for a little while I was alone. Like, I, I, I mean, I'm an only child for my mom. And as I said, my grandma raised me. So my cousins came to live with us when I was about maybe three years old. So that only child kind of ended when I was three, but still it's not really exactly the same as having your own siblings. Cause you know, your cousins will gang up against you. Cause it was a brother and a sister, my two cousins, you know, but um, in regards to the sports aspect, what I've realized is that when you're an only child, uh, you bond very well with your parents, with your dad and your mom. And that makes you mature beyond your peers. So in your environment, you're heard, you're allowed to express yourself. You're allowed to express anger, disappointment. You're, you're allowed to give reviews. Like, I'm sure in your house, like your mom, like if the food is not good, mommy, um, we can, you know, next time we can do it a bit better. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. then if you're in a house with like three, four, uh, now, nah, first of all, being heard is very difficult, you know? So I think because of the confidence we have as only kids, being able to express ourselves, being very brave, people tend to translate that as us being sports. I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> Yeah, I think I think for me, you know, being an only child, because um, just to be like a bit of backstory about me as well, like, I, you know, I, I lost my dad when I was like two months, so I never really met my dad. So it was just wow. my mom, you know, and and then I was often, I would say shipped because I was probably moved to like my uncle's place, auntie's place. So I, I was living in different places, you know, and that that only child thing, I didn't really feel like your story as well. I didn't really feel that mm -hmm. because I was among my amongst my cousins as well, my uncles mm -hmm. and all that cousin uncles you know so the, the the only child thing didn't really I, I think i think the only part the people saw it and they probably you know made jokes about it was when you know i got i got a lot of clothes and i'll have shoes and toys i have you know have all that they were like oh no man i'm not only picking that's why you know all, all those kind of <laughs> remarks <laughs> yeah you know? i mean likewise we have a similar story because i lost my mom when i was really young you know that's okay. why i had to live with my grandma and for a period of time i was moving from one place like my aunties and stuff to so my grandma was like enough is enough please bring my baby to my house you know so i mean being raised by your grandma it's a conflict because she wants to spoil you because she's your grandmother but then at the same time she needs to be disciplined so it was a very strange environment sometimes but you know i'm just grateful i'm grateful for her i'm grateful for everything she sacrificed you know it, it, it couldn't have been easy starting all over again from scratch you know but she did a fantastic job if i do say so myself Man, you know man. Thank grandma. You did a good job. Yeah, yeah thanks, grandma. <laughs> yeah. So Antonia, you know, moving past, you know, all that, you know, what was next for Antonia? Because now, you know, 
your upgrown, you know, school wise, you know, what were the things you, you wanted to do in terms of, you know, you know, growing up, you probably want to be like, you, you we have dreams of being a lawyer or a doctor or engineer, different things, you know, and in that Nigerian environment as well, you know, people often detect for you what they want you to be as well, you know, compared to now, now people are like, people just say they want to be like, they want to do whatever they want to do, you know, they don't want to do what they love. You know, but but by no back then, you know, by years back, they would tell you, oh, so 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 son or so so daughter is a doctor. I want you to be a doctor. You want, I want you to be a doctor as well. You know, for your case, you know, was that mm-hmm. the same? Was that the same thing for you? Okay, so you know how, every, like in life, people want to put you in boxes, as you said, lawyer, engineer, doctor. But sometimes you might have some characteristics, very strong traits that don't necessarily fall under a career. So I've always known from time I was I was the leader. I've always known that. I've always known from time that I was someone that cared about people. Like I was someone that very, I'm a very empathetic person. And in this kind of environment, it's a bit strange because people think you're coming across as fake when you're trying to, when you tell them, look, I understand. There's always that kind of side eye look. So I've always known that I'm someone that wants, to, I, I like talking to people. I like listening to people, counseling people. So I never really knew where that was going to take me. I remember I had a teacher in secondary school, government, you know, we st- the government and, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, we had yeah. government, you know, yeah, yeah. and the, my government was like, oh, you know what, Antonia, why can't you be the first female president? And I'm thinking, uh, yeah, I don't like, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not planning for that. I'm not thinking of that because right from my, my just one, I was a class prefect. I was the first um, prefect, like school prefect in my set mm-hmm. when I was in GS3. And I was a prefect right up until I graduated. And even when I was in university, I tried my best to take as, you know, as many diverse leadership roles as I could, you know, mix with my curriculum. I've taken leadership roles throughout primary school, secondary school, university. And even now as an adult, I take on leadership roles that are not technically official, like my official job descriptions here and there, you know, with the conflicts within communities, conflicts, you know, within friends, a couple of organizations that have volunteered to be on governing boards or or advisory boards and things like that. So I would say that I'm not, I wouldn't say it's a career for me, but I do enjoy helping people, guiding people, you know, so yeah, so I think uh, I'm in the perfect profession right now. <laughs> nice, nice. So, yeah. so was that was that was that what led you to? Because I know right now you 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 work with the foundation, you know. So was that part of what led you to 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 key into the organization? Basically, you know. So, um, the individual that uh, the founder of the foundation, when I was opportune to meet him, um, he being my mentor, you know, as I got to know him, he's an amazing individual. He's my mentor. I. I'm so when I when I whenever I talk about him, people are like, Antonia is okay now, but I've never actually met an individual like that. Like when I'm saying, okay, talking about a disciplined individual, a, a very responsible individual, that is, you know, basically I would have loved to say, okay, I would like to be the female version of my founder. So I guess when he met me, he must have been able, because that's one of the traits you I've learned with time you have to have as a leader is to be able to judge people almost instantly to be able to tell someone's character, you know, and he's really good at that. Being able to tell if someone is, you know, a straightforward person, even, even those little things you think you can hide. Like if you're someone that's a bit of a troublemaker, you're someone that doesn't take nonsense, you know, no matter how you try to disguise it, he has this gift at pointing it out. So 
when I met him, uh, the opportunity was presented to me. I didn't even waste time grabbing it. And, you know, I've been grateful for this opportunity every single day since five years ago, I was given this opportunity. Um, yeah, so I think it's the perfect environment for me. Um, and I'm, I'm hoping that in the future, similar opportunities would come up because I have been working hard on building myself and, and building my portfolio and, and my experiences as well. Nice journey and nice story so far, you know. But what, what, what would you say is the most difficult thing, you know, you face right now, you know, in your work environment? Okay, in my work environment. Okay, so when I'm saying work environment, because I run an NGO, so you have like your board of directors, which are the people that form the NGO. Then you have like the public. Those are the people you communicate your board's wishes to or, 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 or deeds to, you know? So when I'm dealing with people outside of the board, people, you know, that the foundation was intended to deal with, and also other people such as like suppliers and things like that, I have to say the most difficult thing for me is being a woman and not only being a woman, being a single female and also being different because, I mean, it, it doesn't take much for you to know that I don't physically look like your average Nigerian. Like I do have a couple of European features, like, you know, nose, lips. So it does come out and people can see, okay, a lot of times people just assume, okay, this one is not, before I even open my mouth, there's a lot of assumptions that are made. So I think I think being a woman in, in this country is is very difficult. So being a female, being a young female, there's ageism, there's there's sexism, there's you still have to deal with the tribalism because people then want to try and relate to you. So they ask you where you're from. So it's like okay, if I say I'm Yoruba, maybe I'm a little more relatable to a Yoruba person, you know, as opposed to me being this very, uh, you know, would I say what's the word to use? Kind of not too typical looking or obscure. Can I use obscure for a human being? But yeah, sometimes that's how I feel when people talk to me. It's like, where is this one coming from? So, you know, having to do with being a woman, having to do with being a single woman also is very difficult, especially when dealing with, um, with more traditional people. So when you're going to the rural areas, uh, they're they are used to having to receive men. So then receiving a young <laughs> female that's not married it's kind of like a bit you know especially it's like you're not from this place but you know i guess one thing i noticed that a lot of them are used to politicians because politicians do do a lot for their communities so they're not really used to people from other communities coming to their communities to assist them and things like that so they do get a bit skeptical but Again, being a woman is very difficult in this environment. Being a single woman and also being a woman that doesn't, you know, that looks more European because Nigerians tend to think that Europeans are very naive and um, not particularly, basically, like, I don't know the word that is a bit derogatory, so I don't want to use it, but there's a certain term they use for, you know, people that are not from here. And unfortunately, before I've even opened my mouth, They've already made all sorts of assumptions about me. Yeah, so it's a matter of me now breaking those assumptions before I even get to the point that I'm here to make. So I've not even opened my mouth. They're looking at my ring. Oh, she's not married. They're like, oh, this one, where's this one from? Oh, this one, she looks like a small girl. Oh, this one, I'm sure she doesn't have sense. So I've not even opened my mouth. They've already made those assumptions. So it's a matter of me now breaking those assumptions and unfortunately you have to break those assumptions with aggression many times because they're not just going to smile at you and be like oh okay look at this little girl oh how you know no it's kind of like 
what are you doing here? Who sent you? Like, where are you from? You're not even from here. So a lot of times you do meet hostility. Um, and I think this is something that most women would agree with. I don't think it's just, okay, you know, people that don't look, it's that people that look a certain way. I think when I'm talking to my friends, it's, we all have similar um, complaints, similar experiences, but we tend to also um, come back to them in different ways. So like, as I said, I'm someone that I would try my best to break down those barriers. And sometimes it does have to come across as aggressive, but a lot of women have, have now almost adapted to the environment. They've accepted it the way they are. They already know, okay, I'm a single female. If I want to rent a space, if it's a landlady, she's probably going to be, you know, look at me funny. If it's a landlord, it's going to be a certain act, you know, and they tend to just play along with it. And I've never been one to play along with situations that I'm not comfortable with or situations I don't agree with. So, yeah. So, I mean, it's something I think all women experience it. Um, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. From what you're saying right now, you know, I know there, there are loads of barriers to break, you know, and um, the way the society see, you know, the female and the male, you know, I, I can, from what you're saying, I can see that, you know, there, there's a bit of a disconnect, you know, but for, but for you, you know, in that, in that environment, you know, like the male and the female, you know, do you, do you think, you know, you, you, you probably think so anyway, but, but do you think that, you know, the, the male, the male, they are more favored than, than the female? My goodness. <laughs> see, you know, me, I don't even want, because I, I mean, when this international women's day started i think it's something all women do we start to google statistics you know (laughs) how many females are in politics how many women are ceos in nigeria how many you know what is the age gap between women and men like and when you actually take your time to do that you, you just google it there's so much information on it and the figures are are all below 10 percent when it comes to decision making in the country when it comes to you know, positions of power or positions of influence besides politics, but also, you know, in the, in the uh, corporate environments and stuff. Although a lot of corporate organizations are trying their best to have more female representation, but I think politically wise, we still have a long way to go, you know. So um, I think when men ask that question, it is a bit upsetting to me because one thing I have to say, and I, I, I mean, during this International Women's Day, I tried my best to appreciate the men that have given women opportunities because the truth is men are the gatekeepers. They're the ones that built societies. They're the ones that are in charge of our institutions, whether we're talking about education, we're talking about politics, we're talking about religion, men are the gatekeepers. So in order for women to be given more opportunities, we do need to have more allies. That is more men who understand that women are actually not being treated fairly. They're not being given uh, fair opportunities. And once they understand that, they can now make ways in creating those opportunities for women. So sometimes when I have arguments with men and they're telling me, yeah, but you know, I mean, I can call some of my male friends and I'm like, oh my goodness, today was such a horrible day. It's so tough being a woman. The first thing they go is, oh, it's also tough being a man. I'm not competing with you with, you know, who's having it tougher. What I'm saying is, you know, it's not easy, you know, and at the end of the day, yes, there are, it is hard for men as well, but, you know, the, the issues are different. I would much rather have the problems men have than to have the problems women have. Yeah, because our, our issues are so trivial. There are things that really I don't think that in 2021 we should be dealing with, although 
I would admit things are getting much better. There are more women being educated than before. Um, things like genital um, female genital mutilation is being wiped out. You know, things around controversial discussions such as abortion and child marriages are actually being discussed in Nigerian legislation legislators. So at the end of the day, I will say that there is some progress being made, but I have to say that when the average man is still asking me or is still insinuating that things are, are okay for women, it is quite uh, alarming for me because as I said, you're the gatekeepers. And before things can actually be better for women, men need to accept that, you know, things are actually not, are not, you know, good. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah. Anthony. Yeah, absolutely Anthony, you know, and um, just to, just to take us back, you know, a couple of, a couple of years, you know, when, when um, the president said, oh, um, the woman's role belongs in the kitchen. You know, I just want to throw this in because I, I think having having it, having it as like International Women's Day and also mother mothers mothers um uh day Mother's Day month as well. You know, the, the month for for women. You know, and he he made that statement. You know, for you, you know, when when you first heard that statement, what came what what came to your mind? <laughs> okay, so when I heard that statement, um, I wasn't surprised because of the fact that, as I said, I was raised by my grandmother. My grandma is a baby bloomer. And she's of that time where women were positioned in the kitchen and in the other room, you know. So I wasn't surprised that he was saying something like that because I understood that that is what he was raised to understand in his upbringing. So I wasn't surprised at all when he said it. I wasn't shocked. I wasn't disgusted. I was just like, yeah, that's actually how people like him think, you know. And that's also why there's been a lot of battles as to trying to introduce younger people into politics because it's young people around him that will enlighten him. Because now, if you've noticed, as time has gone on, he has been very careful with the way he speaks about women and he has tried his best to the best of his ability, based again on his background, to have female representation. You know, I mean, even recently, um, uh, Madame Okunjo-Wella, her achievement... He was congratulating her. And to be honest, the contrast between the man saying, you know, women's places in the bedroom and this man being proud that a woman, in fact, not even a woman, that's a Nigerian is yeah. in the, you know, that was most more of his focus. And I have to say that's a lot of progress. So I think we as Nigerians, we need to also learn how to give, you know, these politicians a pat on, a pat on the back when you see them doing something good, because where they are human beings at the end of the day, if they keep trying the best that they can based on the resources they're giving and we keep still bashing them, bashing them, at some point they just give up, to be honest, you know. So I would say like from that time, I was very, you know, I wasn't even surprised. I wasn't I was like, that's that's what I expect from him. But I have seen a lot of change in um in our president over the years in his reaction towards women you know experiences and representation and things like that and he has appointed a couple of women you know under his his uh his his power so you know that's progress i mean some people really if he didn't do that no one is going to beat him <laughs> so yeah 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 um for, <laughs> you know? for, for, for me yeah for me i i, I don't like the 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 idea of you know um um uh that's what a man can do a woman can do it as well you know, I, mm -hmm. I like that. I like that, you know, and I like that inclusion as well, you know, and 
in terms of empowering women in the society, you know, like, you know, giving them, like, like you said, you know, more political positions, you know, all that coming in, you know, which is great, you know, but in terms of, you know, looking at, you know, looking at the woman, you know, to be, you know, how to empower them, you know, what did you think on that? And how, how do you, how, how do you think that can be achieved in a lesser time? Okay. So, you know, a lot of times when we're talking about female empowerment and things, uh, besides educating men, we also have to educate women. Because I've come to realization that there's two types of experiences in Nigeria when it comes to women, right? Women that were not um, given the opportunity or were not presented the opportunity to maybe school abroad, live abroad for a long period of time, work abroad, tend to have different reactions to the environment to women that, you know, like me, who had that um, abroad experience, you know? So for me, being abroad, it opened my eyes to things like sexual harassment, inappropriate behaviors in the workplace when it comes to men and women, because there is sexual harassment also, you know, for, for women and men, you know. Men, yeah. um, but when you're dealing with people that, you know, didn't have that opportunity to have those experiences, they tend to not be aware of the situation. So a lot of women in Nigeria don't actually know that they are being treated unfairly. They really think it's natural. They think it's part of the Nigerian experience. They think it's normal. They think it's a part of the culture. And they don't actually understand that when we eliminate this, we start to progress as an economy and as a society because it's been scientifically proven that when you educate your women, you empower your women, it helps the economy, it helps society. An educated woman is a, brings, you know, breeds educated children and experienced children, you know. So for me, I think women, we we that you know know better, being able to talk to women that don't necessarily know their situation and are not aware of their situation, when you enlighten them, then they are now able to now understand, okay, you know what? Yeah, things can actually be better. I don't need to go into an office you know, wearing a mini skirt and expecting that I'm going to achieve what I want to achieve based on that mini skirt. I, sh I should be able to work more on like my charisma, work more on my people skill skills, my networking skills, you know, certain things of my character and my overall presentation that can make that individual feel very much, um, uh, the word is maybe happy or feel impressed by my presentation. So, you know, so I think women also, Nigerian women too, we also, we that know better, as I said, we need to start giving other women orientation, explaining to them that this is not the way things need to go. And if all women can, can come together and say, okay, you know what, as a businesswoman, this is how I want to conduct myself. These are the values I bring to any organization. These are the values I bring, um, not my physical appearance, although it is very good when you're in the business world to look your best at all times, but, you know, there's a thin line between looking your best and trying to be seductive, which is not appropriate in a work environment. So these kind of things, women need to be educated. And when they're educated and it's, you know, these kind of things can stop. And when it stops, it's now a matter of also educating men. So once we've said, okay, you know what, this is how we want to be respected. This is how we want to be presented. And you, you, you find yourself in a situation with a man that maybe doesn't want to respect those, you know, you know, rules and regulations, then you educate him and you expect the woman after you should educate him. So I think it's a, it's a matter of a cultural thing because if you go abroad, you know, you don't go into offices and expect to start flirting with the boss or whatever it is. Like 
the boss can actually sue you <laughs> for being for sexual harassment, you know? Absolutely. But here, it's almost like expected. And, and women tend to even be surprised when you come across a man that is uncomfortable with that situation as opposed to being surprised that, you know, they are um, comfortable with it. So... Yeah, yeah, great, 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 Anthony. And nice, nice. And mm-hmm. um, a couple of minutes ago, we spoke some. We spoke about you know leadership, you know, and you know you see yourself as as a true leader as well, you know. And and I and from what you're saying, you know, when these women are empowered, you know, you know they go to school, you know, they know what is wrong and what is right as well. And for me, I think that that kind of like you know push pushes them or put them to be great leaders as well. You know, for you, you know. What what makes a great what what makes a good leader or what, what makes a great leader? You know, so if you like, it could be could be your boss or you know, or, <laughs> or pull around you. You know, what do you think are the are the key characteristics of a great leader? Wow. Um. Okay. So, um, one thing I've learned: uh, there's nothing like a perfect leader. I don't think a perfect leader exists. I don't think it's possible. But a great leader recognizes that there's nothing like a perfect leader and he's able or she's able to identify her shortcomings and substitute them, you know? So for example, you're a leader, you have fantastic people skills, you know, you're good at talking to people, but maybe you lack in negotiation. So you can, as a good leader, you should be able to know that, okay, these are my strengths. These are my weaknesses. I'm not good at negotiating. This individual is fantastic at negotiating. There's no shame in you accepting the fact that you're not perfect. Try and, um, you know, get other people to to substitute that part in which you're lacking. So I think those are the characteristics of a leader is being able to know that, you know, your strengths and your weaknesses, you have good people skills, you're, you're good. But then again, that's so there are some leaders that don't have good people skills. If I'm thinking about it, there are some. I mean, I wouldn't say, you know, yeah, there's some leaders I'm sure that we've, we, we can think of that are quite um, introverted, like introverts, but um, they had maybe a friend that was more of an outgoing person that was able to maybe boost them to make them look more social and things like that. So, yeah, I think a good leader understands that they're not perfect. They um, they do lack in some areas and they do try their best to find ways to improve on it by maybe getting people to help them and assist them. Yeah, yeah. I think I just wrote something here. I think um, a great leader as well is, I think something about i think Nelson Mandela says something about it really that should be a leader that leads from the back you know you have to be mm. you, you have to you lead from the back and make them think that oh you're 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 actually leading them boy actually yeah doing it from the back you know mm-hmm. not not you being in front of them and t- telling them what to mm-hmm. do mm-hmm. you know yeah yeah and yeah, a great yeah. leader creates other leaders basically <laughs> yes, yeah yeah absolutely so. absolutely Antonia conversation has been nice you know it's been nice you know and and, and, I, and I you know and I like like the way the way it's going so far you know but what, what motivates you you know we 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 as we as we as people you know daily we have our, our nine to five or you you have your business you're doing as well you know but you know in order for you to be creative and to be, and, and to and to be motivated as well you know they are saying things that, that that actually motivates people you know but for you what what can you say motivates you? You know to to do more and to and to actually express yourself more as well in the society where you are. Because I know that that society is a male dom- dominated society, but you have to be able to express yourself as well. You know, so what pushes you to do more and and to be more motivated as well? Okay, so what motivates me is um I see progress, I do see changes. Um, so sometimes, well, most of the time, people tell me I'm wasting my time. This is Nigeria. 
Nigeria is a shithole. Nigeria is this. Nigeria is that. Why are you even still here? Carry your bags. <laughs> get out of here, you know? So, but for me, it's like, um, because of the job, because of what I do, the nature of what I do, which is, you know, I go to villages, I reach out to people, I speak to people. And I've come to realize that Nigerians are very intelligent people. They're very good at understanding. You just need to know how to communicate to them. You just need to use the right communication tools, you know? So when you're able to communicate to them and you see them actually reflecting on what you're saying, that's enough motivation for me. Whether they agree or they don't agree, me just being able to see the fact that I've said something and they're thinking about it, um, that's, so that just keeps me going. I'm, I'll keep talking to more people. I'll keep getting, you know, because an idea is like a disease. Once you put it out there, it spreads. And it's, you, you'll be amazed at what the smallest idea can do. The smaller, you know, just this idea that, you know what, why don't, we, why don't we give women a chance? Let's see what happens. You spread it to one person. Before you know it, we're 200 and something million people here. Everybody's thinking the same way. So I think if more people like me, because a lot of the people that, you know, moved back and are here, you know, they say, you know what, you're wasting your time. These people, why are you talking to these people? They're not listening to you. You're wasting your time. They're not understanding. But I have seen firsthand because of the nature of my work, speaking to people that live in rural areas that might not have certain privileges that people in urban areas have still being able to comprehend and understand what I'm saying and reflect on it and think about it, whether they agree or not, as I said, that is enough. That's enough motivation for me. So I want to try to encourage more people that are exposed to share that exposure with other people. You know, some, you don't need to, they don't need to go to London to be exposed. You went to London now just explain to them what is going on there, how it's happening, you know? And yeah, and things, eventually things would, yeah. Because Nigerians at the end of the day, when you look at them, from, for the longest, for, from my childhood, they've always looked for people to emulate, for people to, you know, and most of these people are on TV. So if they're flipping channels and seeing things they like, and they're able, some people that have never been to America have the most amazing American accents I've ever heard. <laughs> you know so it just shows that these are individuals that want to learn they want to be influenced so uh, you know that's that's my motivation once i know people are interested people think uh, you know i don't give up i'll keep keep trying nice one nice one great you know but if we to someone calls you know i said antonia you know we, we want to give you a day to be the president of nigeria you know what would you do what would you do just one day i i would i would be in barbados that day <laughs> Why? I'll go and hide in my village. <laughs> Why you don't want to be? My you don't. You don't want to be the president of Nigeria. One just for just for a day. Did and because did you? Were you? You did your secondary school in Nigeria, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Were you ever a prefect? Yeah, I was. Yeah, funny enough, you were prefects. Now, do you remember telling people to keep quiet in the class? Like, you guys keep quiet. So you guys keep quiet. So you guys be quiet. So oh. they are going to come and flog us. Then you have people shouting left, right. <laughs> Next thing, teacher comes in. Everybody stand up. Ten, ten strokes. Now imagine that, eh? Times two hundred and something million. I do not want to be the president. But, but for, but for, but for me, good. yeah. But for me, Anthony, I, I feel that based on what you're saying, you know, your journey and your path so far, based on what you're saying, I, I would feel that, you know, if you're given a day as a president, you probably change some things. You know, like be, being a woman as well, you probably want to, you know, make some changes and make sure that. Saying things work, you know, and <laughs> okay, wait, president of which Nigeria is it this current Nigeria or the future Nigeria? Because this current Nigeria, <laughs> I can current. imagine just being there, 
And I'm like, okay, I want to, madam, change what? What are you changing? Is it not just one day? I beg, please, you know? I can just imagine the frustration. So that day, I'll be in my village. I'll be in my village or I'll be in Obudu uh. Ranch or something, you know? <laughs> I would not want that. I would not want that kind of responsibility, please. Uh, Thank you. Oh, good, 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 good. Nice, <laughs> you man, know, nice, so, nice, nice, yeah. nice. Well, well, how you how you how you've seen like you 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 lived in Nigeria for 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 quite quite a number of you know years years now you know mm. and and you, you've been you've been in that society you know would you say there's a favorism between how the bosses treat uh, the female staff or the or the male staff you know would you would would you would you, would you say there's a there, there's a favorism you know when it comes to, when it, when it, when it comes to that okay so I will use my personal experience and I'll use the experiences of like my friends in our environments because i don't really want to speak for everybody's situation is different i'm yeah. sure especially when we're talking about different work environments i'm sure female engineers have different experiences from female doctors have different experiences from female you know plumbers or something you know so for me in my environment and again my friends i'll i wouldn't say it's favoritism i'll say it's more of a protection you know, I feel to a certain extent, male bosses in Nigeria feel protective over their female staff. They feel like those are, those are a part of their assets and they have to protect them and make sure that, you know, they are not rubbish or they are not, you know, badly treated. You know, so as I said, I don't know other people's experiences, but I'm just talking about my ex- um, experiences and that of like my friends is more of a um, protection. It's more of a protection type of thing, you know. So, but I, I have heard some stories about, you know, favoritism, but I cannot speak for it because I, I, can't, I haven't experienced it. You know, what I've experienced is more of a protection thing and all the other females that I work with is the same experience for them or I have worked with is the same experience for them and my friends too, they, the way they talk, you know, for example, you know, where, where one of the places I worked previously, um, if you get a certain amount of commission, you know, if you sell something, you get a certain commission. And we had an experience where a lady sold, a young lady that time, you know, early 20s, sold something. And the boss goes, oh, that commission is too big for you. What are you going to do with it? You know, so it's almost like, you're not my dad. <laughs> I worked for that money. Please give me my money, <laughs> you know. But yeah, so it was more of like a protection thing. I didn't see it as a, um, I just saw it because, you know, if it was a boy, I'm sure he wouldn't really have, or a man, I don't think he would have gone that far. So I've heard some stories, some very sad and upsetting stories about, you know, this um, favoritism, but not in a good way. But again, I personally haven't really experienced from, from like a boss or employee point of view. I personally, I've been blessed not to experience it, but it, it, the favoritism does exist, but not in a positive way. Yeah. you know well, my, yeah so after that from my own experience you know i i like um like where, where i work you know I, I think i'm in the construction industry so that in construction um it's a male dominated em- environment you know so mm-hmm. um amongst my team you know there's there's a female there she's also a planner as well you know and my experience with that is that you know people always like favor her because she's the only like she's the only like female we tell like look after her like you know we don't we don't want to lose her because we know that okay this 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 area of work is 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 a male you know dominated mm. area you know and mm-hmm. to to add to that as well i, I think in, in nigeria you you hardly find women there that are me- mechanics 
they are, they are, they are always guys, you know. I know, yes. I know there's few out there that I've seen on, on Instagram posts. Like the there. lady people, mechanics. Yeah, people celebrate them. Mechanics. Yeah, people celebrate them. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think, I think, I think in that, in that kind of environment, you know, if I, if I meet a female mechanic, you know, out of just, you know, subconsciously, I'll, I'll just give her my card because I know that, okay, I've, I've never had a female mechanic before, you know, and and I and I think in terms of favorism or you know trying to favor that favor the male or the female, I think in that, in those kind of settings, you know, I I think I, I think the female would favor more, you know. What do you think? What do you think mm. about that? Um, yeah. So that definitely based on the experience, wanting to experience a female, you know, it's more it's it's more of like a like a tokenism, more of like a just being. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think it's on a serious, the way it's sounding, it doesn't sound like you're taking these people seriously, you know? So it sounds, oh, this is so cute. She's a mechanic. Let's let's see what she can do. We'll give her a little golf, you know? We won't give her a Bentley. Let's give her the golf so she will know, you know? Which, um, mm-hmm. again, you know, which again is, 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 um, is a bit condescending, you know? Because, yeah, so that's why I would prefer to say protective and not favoritism, but there are situations, you know, like positive favoritism where, like, as you said, in your workplace and the mechanics. But then the thing is, my question to you is, if you have a female mechanic and she does a fantastic job, are you going to keep patronizing her? Yeah, absolutely. Because what, what, what is, so because I, I, I want, this, the, the, the thing is, okay, I want A to be done and, and A is done. Why, why would I change that? So you might be talking from this London aspect, but I I feel, but people can correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like in Nigeria, having a female mechanic for the first time is the exposure and guys will be slightly expecting her to mess up, you know, be like, mm, this one's going to do rubbish. Then when she does good, it's kind of embarrassing to the guy because he has already prepared for the mess up. So he wouldn't even want to patronize her again because it's like he she has embarrassed him by doing her job, by doing a good job. So I feel like in this environment, that kind of situation, having a female mechanic will mostly be for like entertainment purposes and maybe just a derogatory. I don't know. That's just how I feel based off of, you know, experience of being a woman. I don't really see that many men wanting to patronize female. I mean, there was something called the lady mechanic. I don't, you know... It, this it wasn't it was because I seek I actually went out to look for it. I don't, you know, if I feel by now we should have had hundreds of that, you know, it should just be a thing. But it's yeah. Think, <laughs> yeah, you would of, but yeah, I don't yeah, think a couple, couple of months ago, you know, I had a I had a had had a female on the show, you know, and and um how I how I how how I got to meet her was uh, I was I was I was on I was on Instagram and I saw a post of someone posted a posted a, a video up and um I don't know if you heard about the story. I think she she sells tiger nuts, you know, and someone approached her and said, Oh, that you look so clean and so you know well dressed and your uniform is on point, your collar is on point, you know. Why are you selling tiger nuts? You know, why, why, why are you doing this? You know, and she said that she's a graduate 21 for for that, you know, came out with a 21. Wow. But yeah, Fantastic. but she didn't get it, she didn't get a job anywhere. She tried different applications, mm-hmm. but she, but she wasn't successful, you know. And she mentioned something about, you know, I don't know, maybe wanting to give favor for, for them to give her the job, you know, 
in those kind of lines, you know. And she mm. said to herself, you know, she she wasn't going to go through that route, you know. And mm. she decided to just start this business herself, you know. And I, I saw the video, and I, I was I was I was moved, you know. I was inspired, you know. And I contacted her. I said, you know, I just saw your video, and I and I want I want to have you on the show. And she came on the show, and you, know, and she shared her story. So my 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 point is that you know. People saw her doing what she was doing, and everybody just mm. watched her. And I, I'm telling you, so okay. When, when I checked her page, she was about maybe like 180 something followers. But after that interview, people saw her. You know, she she got she got close to over 14k followers. Wow. Yeah. So people people actually, mm-hmm. you know, they yeah yeah that yeah. I hope that, they all that. buy her tiger nut milk though. <laughs> I hope it's not just to follow her for no, entertainment. No, no, she's, no, please, she's, I want she's, to follow her and and be buying tiger nuts from her, please. Yeah, 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 she, she's, and she, and she, she, and she's doing amazing, and I, 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 I went, that, I went yeah. to her page following the, the, the other day, and she, she has over like eighteen k followers now, and she, and she's doing amazing. Wow. As well. she, yeah, I she, love that. She's, she's doing an amazing job as well. You know, she, 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 she's, she's doing great. She's doing great. Wow. You know, and she's using herself. Yeah, she does. She does. And so your journey has been, you know, has been good. You know, it's been nice, an amazing journey, amazing conversation. You know. If you were to look back in time, you know, would you change anything? I think I would have embraced myself sooner. I would have just embraced myself sooner because I spent most of my my youth being someone else, you know, being based on the relationship I was in at that time. I was more of like um, trying to be what that person wanted me to be. So they wanted me to be more submissive. Um, they wanted me to be more quiet, less expressive, you know, less aggressive, less ambitious. So I, I, I wish early I had embraced who I was earlier than suppressed myself to please someone else or to keep someone else, you know, present. So I think that's what I would have done. I would have loved myself sooner. Yeah, absolutely, man. I think I, I think the more we we recognize that you know you have you have something to offer and you mean and, and you mean well as well, you know, towards that you know we will be able to like you know say you know this is what I want, this is what I want to do, you know I don't want to do this, I want to do that, you know you 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 definitely have options, you know instead of you know someone telling you what to do, you know I I I, I believe I believe we, we should all have, we should all have that option as well, you know not not like uh be, be, being a slave to say. You know, because that's 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 that, that's part of slavery as well. If someone is telling you, conditioning you to, to just behave certain way, you know, for me that's kind of like slavery, isn't it? Because we we all we all have our own choices. That time I didn't think it was slavery. I thought it was love. But looking back, I'm like, you know, this thing should have been like two years tops. You know, I should have really gone into because it's we can't all be the same. The world does need a variety of characters and a variety of people. We do need, you know, so. We can't all just be quiet. We can't all be calm. We can't all be docile. We, some people need the energy. Some people need to be pushy. Some people need to, to get things done. And I had to embrace the fact that I wasn't what people wanted me to be. I'm myself. Uh, you can't put me in a box. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to spill out all over the place. Um, and yeah, I, I just should have lived for me, done what makes me. Because in life, regardless, people are always going to talk. No matter the situation, if you're doing good, they'll talk. If you do bad, they'll talk. So it's best to just do what you want to do, what makes you happy, and what will help you sleep well at night. That's it. So 
Absolutely, man. You you, are, you have to do you, man. Is because you, you are the most important person anyway. So you you, you mm-hmm. just have to do you. It's been an amazing journey for you, you know, so far, you know, and um, your journey so far, you know, when you, when you, when you look at that, you know, and I know we've spoken about, you know, how how they see women in, in society, how they see men in society, you know, and for you, you know, would you say you are you are a feminist? Okay, so for me. <laughs> When people ask me if I'm a feminist, I always have to, like, which kind of feminism? Is it the Nigerian one? Or uh, is it, like, the main one? Is it the main feminism? Because, ha, this Nigerian feminism, because when feminism first came to Nigeria, oh, my goodness, I was so excited. I was like, yes, feminism, girl power, we rule, you know? And then when, but, but when to, I started but to, seeing but, the director... Yeah, but, but, to, but, to, but to carry on, you know, yeah. Antonia, what is your definition of, you know, feminism? So for me... I think feminism uh, is equal opportunity, equal rewards, and equal respect. So when I'm saying equal opportunity, I feel like women should be given the same opportunities as men based on their merits. So you, you're, you're someone that's a hard worker, you're a go-getter, you have fantastic grades, you have uh, amazing experience. As a woman, you top the men in that category. You should be given the same opportunity to chase the same things as men. And then when you're given that opportunity, you should be given the same rewards. So not to say, oh, you're a single woman, you don't have children. If your cut was supposed to be um, five, uh, maybe 100 naira, we're going to give you two naira or one naira. No, my reward needs to be the same amount that you would have given me if I was a a man. Whether I'm married, whether I'm single is not the issue. The issue is the reward is the same. And um, also respect. The respect needs to be the same. Some women, you know, would have the most degrees, the most experiences, they've seen the most in life, and you're still going to reduce them to, but you're not married. My friend, shut up. You're not married. That's disrespectful. You know, if a woman has experienced so much in life and been through so much in life, or if a man had that same, you give him his respect, so also give women the same amount of respect. So it's just equality, just wanting equality. And even... When, you know, for Nigerians now, Nigerian feminism is more focused on who's going to pay the bills, who's going to pay for the lunch when we go and eat. Babes, we're going to get to that side. But first, let's get the same amount of money as these men are getting first. Then we can now start debating who's going to pay what. But for now, men are significantly paid more than women in every aspect of work that every field that they're, they're doing. They're being paid more than females. So we need we need some we need equality in this environment. Yeah, in, in terms know. of being paid and, and equality as well. I think with the the tennis federation, I, I think they have equal pay for men and women now in that yeah. in that in that yeah. aspect. And I, I know that a lot mm-hmm. of um a lot of organizations over here in the UK mm-hmm. they are also fighting for equal pay as well. I, I don't mm-hmm. know if that is happening in Nigeria. That's not mm-hmm. my territory, but you know, mm-hmm. are there are there things like that in Nigeria as well, like fighting for equal pay and, and stuff? Okay, so now you see what I'm saying, Nigerian feminism. So there are a lot of <laughs> so there are a lot of there are a lot of movements that I've discovered on social media. Um, mm-hmm. There's things like Electa. There's there's a, a, an organization called Electa. There's women in politics. There are a lot of Wimbies. You know, there are a lot of platforms for women. But when you actually see their following, you see two thousand, five thousand people. But then there are some other individuals. I don't want to mention names. You know, they come out and they talk about how to finesse guys and how to get rich guys and things like that. And these girls will follow them claiming that they are feminists. And I'm just like, no, (laughs) 
sweetie, that's not what feminism is about. <laughs> you need to be following these people that are trying to get more women representation in politics. That are trying to get more female CEOs. That are trying to get more female positions in, in, in key leadership roles. Those are the people that we need to start following for us to be able to achieve true feminism in Nigeria, for us to have true progress, true equality, you know. So I'm not saying, oh, all those other people, how to finesse men and stuff isn't a good, is, is an option, but that isn't, that isn't feminism. You know, that's not what it's about. And I feel like a lot of Nigerians would describe that as feminism, which it's not. But would you, would you, think, would you think that, you know, when, when it comes to the culture, you know, how we're brought up in Nigeria, the uh, parents as well, do you think, you know, that also affected as well? Because, you know, they, you you have things like, oh, you know, well, that is not our culture. You know, the, the culture is that, you know, the, the, the man is always first, you know, like, like, like with the, like with the Igbo culture, you know, there's always, I think they always celebrate the man, you know, with, 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 mm-hmm. with, all, with all the cultures as well, you know, but would, would you say that, you know, in Nigeria, you know, things in Nigeria as a whole, let's use Nigeria as a, as a, as a yardstick now, you know, would you, would you say that culture actually affects being, being a femi- mm-hmm. feminist or feminist? No, it doesn't. When we want to talk about tradition, we can't decide to pick and choose what we want in tradition. But we had situations, even in the olden days, whereby our elders, you know, leaders would always consult elders before making decisions. Nowadays, the elders have been cast, casted away. Like elders, no one is listening to elders anymore because they don't have money, you know. Absolutely. So the things yeah. that we are respecting now, you know, is not traditional, such as money, you know. It was a matter of experience. It was a matter of wisdom. It was a matter of, okay, this individual is able to communicate in, a, in, a, in an articulate way. Is humble, has gone through a lot. You know, then you go and meet. That's when you're chosen as an elder. Then a leader goes there, consults the elders, makes decisions. But now where are our elders? You know, they've been cast away because they don't have money. So when we want to talk about tradition, we can't decide to pick and choose and say, oh, it's traditional for a woman to submit to your man when the men we are submitting to are not the same as our traditional men you know yeah so yeah 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 i feel i feel i feel that i think i think i think, I think for me the, the way the, the way the world has evolved you know and and you rightly said you know money money has become a tool now that people used to to just throw a, a throw away a lot of our our traditions you know because of money you know people don't tend to that, that respect is, 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 no, is no is it is no longer there, you know, because there are cases of, you know, in Nigeria where there's a head head of the family, head of the house, you know, and and you hear you, you hear stories like you know he doesn't he doesn't have money, and sometimes they don't even call him for meetings because he doesn't have money. Yeah, which is which is pretty sad, you know. But but mm-hmm. you know you, you can say oh it, it is what it is, and that that's the way that, that that's the way it is. No, you know? we can't say it is what it is because <laughs> now you want us women, you know you're saying, oh, you don't want to empower us. That's the reason why Nigerian men don't want to empower women because they know the moment we are empowered, the moment we are being paid more than, we might have second thoughts of keeping a man. We might have second thoughts because, again, we're talking about tradition. It's okay, the man is the head, but we're no longer traditional. Men are no longer traditional in their ways. Like, you know, staying out of the home for days, you know, straying out in all sorts of, you know, being en- engaging in all sorts of unnecessary everyday on blogs. We're hearing things about side chicks coming to come and insult, you know, the, your wife at home and things like that. Like that is not traditional. That is very untraditional. 
to have some, you know, so you, you, so I feel like that's one of the reasons men don't want to empower us because they're not ready to do those things that they need to do as men that will earn the respect of women. I think a lot of women now have seen, have seen men finish. Or, <laughs> I've seen these men finish. So. <laughs> so they've seen so, men finish. They've seen men oh, finish. so, you know, it's, it's a lot of politics going on here, but I think Nigerian men really need to, to start looking back at those traditional ways, start looking, you know, we're not saying don't have fun, but you need to start showing, you need to exhibit discipline. It's not easy. It's not easy to be a man. No. Being a man is not just about your physical appearance. Like there are certain restraints and disciplines that men possess that women don't. Cause people just say, Oh, women, we talk anyhow. It's not as if men don't have things to say. Is that discipline of being able to hold their, their thoughts that discipline of, of being able to pick what comes out. Because when women, they say when women are angry, we just talk anyhow. But no matter how angry a man is, he still is able to calculate his words. Those are, that, that, that's a fantastic trait of a leader, you know? So men naturally do possess certain, you know, leadership skills that women don't possess. But it seems like men are throwing it away, like, oh, they're not bothered. Though, as long as they get money, we're just we're going to respect them. And it's like, yeah, we respect you. But then that's why when the money finishes, you will not see your wife in the house. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow, wow. Nice. That's, it's the truth. It but, is the truth. But, but, would you, but, but would you say that? You know, I, I think, I think, um, would you say the upbringing, you know, matters as well? You know, because if, um, let's say, if you, if you probably have a single parent, you know, you, you probably brought up with just, just your mom, like you, or your grandmother brought you up, or you just mm. brought up by your dad, you know, would you, would you, would you say mm. there will be a disconnect in terms of how you, how, how you were inducted into the society? So if I'm talking from my own experience, again, as I said, I, I witnessed my grandmother being submissive to her husband. I witnessed it. But then again, her husband was a very disciplined individual. He was a soldier. Soldiers are extremely disciplined. He carried himself in a way that warranted respect, you know. So for me, if I say, okay, some people might say, oh, okay, Antonia, you don't have respect for men or something like that. It's not a matter of I don't have respect, but there's a certain type of man I was used to seeing growing up. So it's like when I see things that stray from that, it might be very difficult for me to you know, gather up that, I don't know how to explain it, you know? So I think upbringing does influence the way we react to people and the the way we react to situations. Um, But I don't think it's in a negative way. You know, I don't think it's in a negative way, but it, it does, it does. But even if you say, okay, there's no man in the house or as long as there's a male figure around, you know, and as long as you can have a mom, like in some homes, you have situations where, okay, the father has passed away, but yet you still see the girls, you know, finding fantastic husbands, being submissive in their homes, being hardworking, you know, so upbringing, upbringing affects it, but I don't think, oh, it has to be, oh, there's a man in the house for you to be able to see, okay, this is how a man behaves or things like that, you know? So it all comes down to the individual and, and, and the upbringing of, of the, yeah, basically, and the upbringing of the whoever is in charge, basically. Yeah. Sorry. So, yeah. So, mm-hmm. based on your experience and how you've you know grown and you know your everything you've come through, you know along your journey and your story as well, you know what what, what would your ideal man be? You know what 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 what, what would you say? 
an ideal man to you is like you know like someone you 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 want to be with or you want to live with for the rest of your life wow hey. as you as you just said that now my grandma my grandma's uh, my grandmother's voice came in my head and she said oh antonia the man you want does he exist because <laughs> i'm like what does that mean you know but for me i think again as i said my, my ideal guy i'll say it's um is a protector is ambitious is loving and um yeah that's basically yeah, on that, on that thing, you should also bear in mind is that, you know, we, we are humans and we are not perfect as well. You know, we learn exactly. every day, you know, we learn every day. We, we tend to kind of like structure the way we act to same things, you know, you know, like me, I would say I am not, I'm not perfect. You know, I'm, I'm also learning as well, you know, mm. and, um, and it, I'm a, I'm a dad of three, three girls. So it's your girl dad. Yeah. So it is, it is, it is quite a, it is quite a challenge, you know, for you to kind of like, Oh, look at, okay. It's a, it's a man's world, but you have girls, you know, how are you going to, you know, you know, bring them up to fit into this society as well, you know? Mm. So, so on all, all in all, you know, what I'm just trying to say is now is that, you know, well, we, we can have but do you the want idea. them to fit into society though. Well, <laughs> When I mean fit in the society, you know, it's not just them taking um, society for what it is. You know, they they also have their they also have to make up make up their own mind as well. Know what they want to do as well. You know, do things for themselves. You know, if they if they say A is A and that's how A A should be, I I believe that you know you should also you know think that oh if there's A there can be B as well. You know, not just conform to that thing of you know. Like, 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 like my kids, yeah, they're very, they're very, they're very, the eldest one is eight, four, and I have a 10 months old, but the, but the, but the eight and four, even in school and nursery, they are very outspoken. Like they, they will just, they will, they will say things and, and other parents will be like, oh, your, your daughter, Carissa, she's so, she's so very outspoken and she's so, you know, but like what, what, what you said again, I would, I would also give it to, to their mom as well, because she's, she's, she's uh, like, you know, like like the dad is for from where we're from. The dad is always the one that oh, all you're thinking about is making money. You want to just do things like, but but the mom is the one that stays at home to educate them. You know, she 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 she, she does the homework as well. You know, takes care of them. You know, so I I give I give I I give I give all that to her. You know, she's bringing them up in a way that you know I am seeing like like you know you know she's doing an amazing job. You know, which is which is fantastic and which is great as well. You know, but but you know, in all in all, you know, like you know, we we are not perfect, you know, and and we are learning every day, you know. So yes. So back to the question of your ideal man, you know, mm-hmm. to, to say there's no perfect man anywhere, and of course, <laughs> you know, I, so, yeah, I agree. But but that but that doesn't mean but that doesn't mean you should settle for one that 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 is just that, that is just that is just there, you know. But you also need to, you know, just you know at least try. Let's know. Let's know you're trying. <laughs> I'm trying, but the thing is, it's not like I'm. Am I supposed to go and hunt for them, or how do I? Have <laughs> I don't know. Like people just say, "Oh, try." What do you want to do? Because people say, "Oh, smile more," but when you smile too much, you look crazy, and um, you know. So, I mean, when it happens, it happens. You know, yeah, I can't nice, really. Nice, nice, nice. And it's also, been... this lockdown didn't help matters either. You know. <laughs> We are not able to socialize and meet people. So I but, know, I know, you know, I know. 
when it happens it happens it's i don't think it's my I, i don't want it to be my identity I still insist on people giving me my respect whether I'm married or I'm not married whether I have a boyfriend yeah, I don't absolutely, have a boyfriend absolutely I demand my respect always Absolutely absolutely It's been an amazing conversation man Antonia you know mm-hmm. to 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 end is you know what would you want to leave the listeners the viewers with you know they would they would say oh I listened to Antonia I watched Antonia you know and she was fantastic she was amazing and I'm going to take this from I her you know so. what would be that thing Don't worry, you are. Okay. Huh. Okay, so I think what I want women to do is to focus more on women and less attention on men. Focus more on yourself, focus on what you can contribute to the society. Start, you know, volunteering for more things that you can impact your knowledge like go to schools, talk to children, talk to girls talk about talk to people about your experiences in life try and pick up more hobbies try and do more volunteer work because i think women we if you know even on instagram social media it's almost as if nigerian women our lives revolve around men you, you know which i don't think it should be i think it should just be a part of our lives and not the main focus and i think for men i want to encourage more men to please understand nigerian men please understand that yes things are hard for everybody in nigeria including men but it it's much harder for women. I know a lot of men think there's something called bottom power like oh yeah when a woman goes somewhere she just needs to wear a short skirt and she gets what she wants. But men need to understand yeah. A lot of these women if you ask them when when they were like 10 years old yeah do you want to achieve this you know by hard work or do you want to achieve it because you know a, a woman using her body to do things is not is not glamorous it's not nice. I'm sure there are a lot of women that if you give them that option like look if you just work hard alone because these women that use their bodies they're working very hard for that opportunity or very very hard but they still need to go that extra mile a lot of times to be able to get to achieve what they want to achieve so like I want men to understand that women have it hard we don't enjoy the harassment we don't enjoy it's not i did i'm not in a work environment to be flirted with no like that's what the club is for and if a woman really likes you like that she'll probably invite you after hours but if she's not inviting you after hours she doesn't because even now as the exposure is is happening because it is happening in the work environment they talk about harassment and stuff in nigeria and a lot of men are saying oh so if i do this is it bad if i do that is it bad so men need to start asking questions talk to women you know especially women that you know know right from wrong you know talk to them let them explain to you what is okay what is not okay so for example i tell you i'm not interested you keep pushing 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 and i give you my number out of annoyance that's an example of what is wrong and not what is right you know so i think men need to understand that it's really messed up for women in nigeria it's not easy um and the only people that can make it easier for us is is men the only people that can give us more opportunities without us feeling afraid or feeling vulnerable or having to be something we're not is men. So I just want men to be aware of the struggles that women are going through and try and work hand in hand with us to give us more opportunities, give us more protection because there're not enough men out there. As I said, I've been blessed to have worked for men that are very protective, but that's not the norm. It's not a norm. I don't really hear a lot of, you know, people experiencing that. So I want more men to be a bit more protective because at the end of the day, yes, you're protecting your children, but you might you're not always going to be there you know so you have to have that habit of encouraging other men 
to do the same thing because one day your daughter might be under someone that is going to protect her or that is not going to protect her and take advantage of her because you're not there anymore. So just treat everybody how you'd want your own daughter or your, you know, or your sister to be treated. That's basically, that's all. So if we can have more men doing that, this would be a more conducive environment for women. Absolutely. Absolutely, Anthony. I mean, well said, well said. Very, very good. Very good. Very good. So if okay. people want to get in touch with you, you know, Antonia, where's the best place for them to get in touch with you? Okay. So people want to get in touch with me. You can, you know, follow me on Instagram. I follow back. Um, Antonia, A-N-T-0-N-I-A dot Ali. Um, yeah. What else? Emails. I'm not really good at emails. I have to admit but yeah, so just go to my, and please also visit my foundation, thehowfoundation.org. Um, it's the same on Instagram as well. And yeah, so those are the ways you can get in touch with me if you want to. <laughs> uh, anyway, Antonia, it's been nice having you on the show, you know, and um, thank you for having grateful me. Grateful for the time. You know, I know now everybody's time is precious. Everybody's just trying to just survive and do one or two things, you know, but you still gave me the time. You know, I, I know it's late where you are right now, but you still gave me the time, mm-hmm. you know, which, which is great, you know. And, um, and that's it, really. Thanks for the opportunity. I really appreciate it. Thanks for giving me a platform again, once again, to express myself. And I do hope that, you know, this would also open doors for further discussions because that's the most important thing for there to be change is dialogue. So thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Nice one. Nice. Great, 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 great.